Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Do we have a confirmation on the seat and commitment yet? So I would like to dive into that for a second if we have that. Uh, he reportedly committed on Undisputed because, you know, the Undisputed, Skip Bayless has been driving the Colorado bandwagon like way, way harder than in, in an unserious way. And yet I, I, he committed to Colorado on Undisputed. And I believe. Okay, again, so that, Skip, I want to ask this question then. Um, so what are your thoughts on Deion Sanders strictly from a recruiting perspective? You're not allowed to say the C word, which is coaching. Oh, I I don't want to, we don't want to get into him as a coach, but are you worried about him as a recruiter? Because I think he probably stole one away. Well, he did steal one away from Tennessee and a couple other schools. Um, how did he do it? He did it with flair. And that's something that most coaches are never, ever going to have. He's always going to have that advantage. It may be bull, but it's flair. And most coaches are never going to have that. So how concerned are you now about Deion Sanders strictly from recruiting? You know, if you're – I believe in Deion Sanders still as a coach. I just – the reason – supposed I to say the C word. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. As a recruiter – okay, I don't think Tennessee should be as concerned. Look, guys, I don't think Jordan Seaton was going to Tennessee, even if he didn't go to Colorado. He'd have gone to probably Alabama. Um, I don't think Tennessee should worry because the flair, if one place, ha if you're interested in flair, the one place that could somewhat compete with Colorado with flair is Tennessee because it's Josh Heupel's offense. Heupel's got a little flair to him, Dave. So... I don't think Tennessee is going to lose out on prospects that they have a legitimate shot for to Colorado. I don't think they had a legitimate shot at Jordan Seaton. I think that was uh smoke and mirrors. And so 
I think that, but we thought about this with Boo Carter, but you just found this out yesterday. Boo Carter went to Colorado to recruit for Tennessee. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think that I don't, if Tennessee's in the running, I don't think Deion Sanders' existence is going to hurt them too much because even if you're, even if the flair outweighs it, Tennessee's got flair. Tennessee has more flair than Alabama or Georgia right now. I think Colorado is worrisome if you're Josh Heupel for a couple of different reasons. You can put all of this time in to try to get a Jordan Seaton out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. <clears throat> Excuse me, IMG Academy. And you're trying to build that pipeline there, and Tennessee's tried to do that to the point that they hired Chris Winky, who was a coach there, and they haven't been able to do that. So I think that's frustrating. Listen, I don't think it's just frustrating for Josh Heupel. I think it's frustrating for Nick Saban. I think it's frustrating for Ryan Day. Also, you had Oregon and Maryland supposedly in the mix. I think it's frustrating for all those big-time uh, programs that are, are, are trying to win recruiting battles based off of old school and old school is hey, we have great facilities. You're going to win a championship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, great student athlete support, all of that new school is NIL, which I think uh, Tennessee is good at, but here's why you should be worried about Deion Sanders is because again, he's going to snap up one or two or three or four or five or eight or 10 of these guys, not all from Tennessee, but he's going to snap up these guys that, really solid programs think they've got. And that was the rumors that I was hearing even late last night is that Seton had said, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking Tennessee and the vibes were really good. That's why I think it's frustrating. Cause then it throws off your whole plan. Now flip side, if Jordan Seton goes up there and Deion Sanders is the head coach at Miami or Florida state, um, and, and next year he could transfer. So the transfer portal helps you overcome that. But I think it's troublesome. I think it's kind of like the, the gnat that keeps buzzing around. I don't think it's the yellow jacket that stings you and your whole arm swells up. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, I get that. And it could be troublesome in other ways too, because look, Stephen A. Smith brought up a point a couple of days ago, Dave, and I want to know if you think this is true because Deion Sanders promotion won't just help him in recruiting. If Deion Sanders is the coach at Florida state, do you think they're left out of the college football playoff? Ooh, great point. No. Like, the answer is absolutely yeah, no. not. Because it's a TV show, like you said. And you want Deion Sanders in the college football playoff if his team's undefeated, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, portions of the program brought to you. I, I want to make another point about the Seton commitment. But first, I got to tell you about my friend Don Self. Don Self, if you're in the Chattanooga area, call 423-396-2126 for fantastic State Farm insurance. He's your State Farm agent. Customer service still matters. He's been there for 40 years, guys. Uh, DonSelf.net, DonSelf.net. Don and his team pride themselves on customer service. And that still matters because I'm going to tell you that everybody's shopping for a deal now. But what happens when that claim comes through? DonSelf.net. Check them out. Support our sponsors. That's why we're here. Boy, the Seton thing would have been um, really big for Tennessee, but it wouldn't have helped Tennessee next year. Um, there are not a lot, a lot of guys who, who come in ready to play at the SEC level. So I think that uh, Deion Sanders, his flair is, is certainly a part of it, but I don't think you lose an awful lot of um, – the war daddies, which I refer to as the defensive tackles or the offensive linemen 
to Deion Sanders because I think they take pride in playing for the for the SEC and because they're from the South more oftentimes than not. There's just more big, good athletic bodies in the South than there is anywhere else. So I don't think you're overly worried about Dion because of the locality of it, but it's it's troublesome. I mean, this is a guy that Tennessee probably has and everybody's celebrating, uh, if not for Dion's ability to get it on. Is it which one is it? Is it Bayless or is it Stephen A. Smith or who is it? Uh, uh, it's no, it was yeah, it's Skip Bayless. Who again? I be, I believe in Dion, but Skip Bayless drew. I don't take anybody seriously who picked Colorado to upset Oregon after the three and zero start. That's when I know you're driving the hype train way too much, right, Dave? You and I both knew immediately that Oregon was going to win that game in a blowout. Even if you believed in Deion Sanders, that was an impossible game for Colorado to win. And Skip Bayless picked Colorado. And I'm like, All right, you're just doing this for show at this point. No, I agree and, with that. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I don't know why. That's why we try to be genuine and we admit when we're wrong. I don't know that those guys ever really mean what they say. Yeah. I mean, it was them. like the idea that you thought Colorado, I get the three and no start. And I think I, I disagree with a lot of people. I still think Dion's going to do a good job at Colorado. I'm not a Dion hater like most, but, but at the same time, the train got driven so hard in September. I think it kind of annoyed people because when you started hearing about the bets placed on Colorado to make the playoff or win the national title, and we're sitting here like, wait, guys, come on. Like this team is still depleted as a roster and it's just not serious as a conversation. I think that turned people to overreact against Dion because it was annoying to a lot of people. Well, Scott brings up a great point. What would have been Colorado's record without Dion's son? That's yeah. I mean, I think he is a fantastic talent and you're absolutely right. Here's the other thing to remember about Tennessee's ending relationship with ESPN. You can probably make these sorts of things happen a little bit easier if you're in the SEC. Now we don't know what ESPN is going to be in five years, right? I think it's been on the decline for quite some time, but I'd say as opposed to calling up, uh, you know, another network like the Big Ten's going to do, and you're—I mean, I agree that 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 Big Ten deal is more lucrative and better for the Big Ten than the ABC ESPN deal is for the SEC. However. Is it easier to make these sorts of things happen with the relationship with the SEC in the future? Because I'll tell you what, if I'm uh, Stephen A. Smith's, uh, if I'm Stephen A. Smith's producer, okay, and he tells me I want to have this guy on because I like Dion, I'm gonna be like, wait a second, we're we're paying the SEC all this money. I would rather if we're gonna have that, let's have fair and balanced, and let's have an SEC guy on every once in a while. Make sense? Yes, I'm, and ESPN, but ESPN still laps like FS1 in ratings. I agree, but FS1, the Big Ten has more options. I mean, this guy committed on FS1, uh, not ESPN. And, you know, FS1 does have the Big Ten. They'll probably have the Big 12 next year with Colorado in there. The Big 12, by the way, here, here it's a funny thing you bring that up because I think they have a TV deal now that may be better than the SEC's. Their new commissioner was the CEO of Rock Nation, which those who don't know, that's Jay-Z's um, company. And... It's... I was just listening to the rulers back earlier this morning. <laughs> don't you have a, uh, you have the rock boys music as one of your little uh, lead ins now, I think, don't you preach? Uh, I think I do. They're called. Uh, okay. So <laughs> they are lead ins. big, big 12 is doing stuff that is and Colorado's going back to the big 12. <clears throat> they're doing stuff. That's going to upset a lot of college football traditionalists. But they're being very forward-thinking right now. Some of it's going to work. Some of it's not. The, the game in Mexico, you and I may think that's stupid. 
what if that becomes like a big splash thing for college football over the next few years? Worth, I mean, it's Mexico? worth a shot. The Big 12 is exploring playing a game in Mexico. Every oh, year. yeah. No, that's stupid. You know? See, again, old school college football fan. Dave is like, duh. But I don't think that's old them? school. I think that you go. I mean, the NFL went down there and the field was a mess and they couldn't even play a preseason game. And I don't think I, I can't see. We, we may like Manchester, Manchester U, but I don't know who the double A team is for Manchester U. And I bet they're not very popular. Has Nico helped or hurt Tennessee in recruiting because of his geographic area he came from? Huh. I dig that. I think that's very good, as a matter of fact, Derek. Um, if anything happens with Caleb, there's an application in there for you. <laughs> Caleb, I'm joking. Uh, I don't think it has helped yet, but I think it will help. I think that, and here's what I was told about Nico uh, yesterday by somebody in the program. I said, would you bet a week's pay that Nico is really good? And the guy said, I'd bet a month's pay that he's really, really, really good. Okay, so what happened when Tennessee has had previous California or Western uh, prospects do well? Well, they recruit better there as a whole. It makes it much, much easier. Casey Clawson's a great example. And then I think on a connecting flight, Randy Sanders saw Arian Foster like by happenstance when he was recruiting Casey. So. No, I think that Nico, by the middle of next year, by the time he's established, two games in, Caleb, I think you'll have several, several prospects from the California area that are interested in Tennessee that wouldn't have been otherwise. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very it's a very reasonable thing to think. I, I mean, let, let's go back. Um, and I'm talking six to, I'm talking six to eight will really be yeah. in play. Remember when Tennessee had a big um, Polynesian presence in the early 2000s? They got JT Mapu, and then they landed Jesse Mahalona, and then they mm -hmm. landed Albert Toyana, and it it kind of it, it spiraled. And you're right, California, I think it started with Dante Stallworth. Then they got Casey Clawson. Then they got Kevin Simon. Then they got Eric Gange out of Oregon, and then they were able, you're right, I think it was the connecting flight with Eric Gange, not Casey, but... I, because Eric Ainge and Foster were the same recruiting class. Oh, four. Uh, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got, and, and the other one that going way. way back that we didn't mention is Terry fair. Um, but now I know that's Arizona and that's not West coast, but I mean, it's like two hours. Well, so. and that was also, I think the fair thing, look, sometimes you have such a transcendently talented player that you just recruit all over. And I think Peyton Manning did that for Tennessee. Basically, the Peyton Manning was the face of college football, and his existence at Tennessee helped recruit a lot. I think that was the same, similar to Johnny Manziel for a while, and so and Tim Tebow at Florida. Look, I think Nico's going to be that on too. Look, I'm telling you guys, I'm taking. Uh, you want to bet? I might put a month's pay right now. If the are the Heisman odds for next year out? Because I'm I'm going all in on Nico winning the Heisman next year, guys. I am putting so much money on that. And if he does, I, no I'm dead serious. Heisman next year, Caleb. Why? Because why? you don't. Because he didn't start this year. Okay, let me tell you the one way he can win the Heisman if he plays in the Citrus Bowl and balls out. You have to have no. preseason. No, no, no. Whether it's fair or not, you have to have preseason hype to win the Heisman. No, you don't. Caleb Williams didn't have any preseason hype. Yes, he did. Everybody knew that he was going from Oklahoma to Southern California. Everybody he was didn't... like, "Let's see this guy. Okay, Let's see what sorry. he can do." What about, okay, then let's go back. Jameis Winston. 
hadn't started a game. He won the Heisman. Cam Newton. Okay. Did he have any pre? Did he have any preseason hype at Auburn? Yeah, a ton, a ton. He was the number one junior college really? prospect. RG three the next year. RG three was a late bloomer. Didn't actually start rolling until October. Everybody was talking about Andrew Luck before then. Okay, well, I'm just I I think you have uh, to have also, I'm not going to say they're loss. not. I'm not going to say it's a hard and fast rule, and there aren't exceptions. But you have to have some preseason hype. If if he plays, Charles Woodson if, had none. If he plays in the Citrus Bowl, then yes, I'm. I'm it's a possibility. Nope. Preseason hype is so overrated now because it matter again. Charles Woodson didn't have any preseason hype. That thing was already a lock for Peyton when the season started, and then Charles Woodson came out of nowhere and took it. So I'm just saying. I think preseason hype doesn't – there were – I actually broke it down. There's like seven or eight quarterbacks that won the Heisman that did not start the year before. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. No one thought Joe Burrow was a Heisman winner entering 2019. Okay, I don't uh, – uh, let's go to uh, top five uh, 2024 Heisman Trophy player future odds. So you're telling me that he is going to be better than uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Who's He's the lead? The NFL, isn't he? That's what I would think. I'm trying to figure yeah. out if you can find futures for the 2024 uh, Heisman. You've done a better job than me because maybe Jaden Daniels. Uh, yeah, he's a sophomore, right? He has to come back, right? Yeah, I think he has to come back. Yeah, Jaden Jaden's going to win it this year, though. So then you've got the and, whole winning it two times in a row works against you. And oh, you're right. Dylan has a great point. Johnny Manziel came out of nowhere, won the Heisman. Most out of nowhere Heisman winner ever. Nico is winning the Heisman next year, guys, because Nico is going to break every record known to man in college football for passing. Okay, this is, I am telling you guys, Nico is going to be that elite. This was a transition here for for Heupel. So he was, he's been going all in. I, I, Nico's winning the Heisman. Just telling you guys he's winning it next year. I wonder, wonder what odds you could get on a backup winning the Heisman now. You could probably get like 10,000 to one odds. So $100 wouldn't be the worst bet. Uh, when I, oh my gosh, I could do so much with my house, pay off my student loans. <laughs> That's a good point. I think I might do that. You're right. All right. I'm, that, that, you're, you're right. I need to go ahead and drop $100 on that because uh, he's winning the Heisman. And yeah. you can find somebody, if you can find somebody to take that bet, I'd be impressed. We might have to shop it around in Vegas a little bit. Kind of like those uh, uh, quiet bets as far as, you know, you know, the committee members could vote for or they could call Vegas or on their app say that uh, Alabama is going to make the college football playoff and make money on that. And they would know. But you know how they do that? There's like a limit. You can only win like $10,000 on stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I would take $10,000. And what would the... Okay, what odds, in all seriousness, would I would I have to give you uh, to, to 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 get excited about that? I would take odds at ten to one for Nico. I'd take him at five to one. But if you give me ten thousand to one, if you're telling me I can win a million dollars betting on Nico to win the Heisman, <laughs> like I am telling you guys. Uh. I, Okay, so let's get so Smoky Mountain Red said I'll throw some money at that man. All right, so I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna lower it, and you tell me when you're out. Okay, so you're taking ten thousand to one. Uh, you're you're in or you're out. You're definitely in, right? Yep. In out. Okay. Five thousand to one. Yep. In out. Thousand to one. 
This yep. is your money. This is your hundred dollars that you can take your beautiful wife out with. Yep. Yep. Thousand and one. I could win a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. That's crazy. A hundred to one. Yep. Still on. Okay. Really? Ten thousand. Put a hundred on a hundred to one. Ten thousand dollars. Win ten thousand. I'll take that. Fifty to one. Yes, win five thousand dollars. Okay, I'll just drop it down to even money. Would you take even money for uh, Nico no, to win no, the Heisman? I, I, I would not take even money for Nico to win the Heisman. That is total no. bullshit. If you had said yes, you know what that'd have been. That's hot. 